It's up to you. Or I can just say my email address. I don't know. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. What the <laughs> fuck? Are they going to write it down? I don't know. What do kids do? <laughs> no, no, it's an hour in. <laughs> they definitely don't email. Uh, uh, kids do email. Um, or I can put your ad handle and they can DM you. Um, that I don't want. I would prefer an email. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What is up to all my skaters out there? Uh, hope that everyone's doing well out there. I've been uh, I've been in the sick bay for goddamn how long, Ted? Like nine days, ten days? Yeah, you had uh, you you exposed your entire family to coronavirus and Zika, and uh, <laughs> and you didn't tell them. It was pretty fucked up, dude. No, yeah, it's been it's hell. Been- Lost a lot of weight. Don't have a lot of weight to lose. You got cold sore virus. Yeah. Don't think I got coronavirus, tested negative for it, um, had a brutal fever and a cold, and then my mouth broke out in ulcers. Mouth, tongue, throat, everything covered in bloody ulcers. When I think of ulcers, I think of stomach. Are they different? Yeah. No, they were like the kinds that you get like canker sores, if you've ever had that, something similar to that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know the difference yeah. between cold sores and canker sores. It was, uh, I don't know either, but it was, it was brutal. Um, but tonight, uh, a a very late night recording for us. Um, we have got Neil Shoemaker who is, Neil, what's your title at Vans? You're the, Uh, you're the head shoe God or. Yeah, that's close enough. He, they they call him (laughs) Ave Dave. His name's not actually Dave, but they get him in when Ave needs a shoe. I have done a few of his. No, I'm a, I'm a forward design director and I oversee the skate category and another lifestyle category called classics plus you're a direct classics yeah that's nice move <laughs> that's a flex <laughs> i try i've been there i've been there 12 years 12 wow years. that's amazing know, wait so we were just talking and, and neil yeah i do feel when old. did we neil, skate the, sorry we must have skated the ramp like 11 years ago that was 2000 and so um no 10 years ago that was the one yeah, didn't you stay at my house back then too? Like you had that little Jetta. Yeah, uh, it's a golf dude. Okay, which That's cool. I don't know if that makes the story any better. We got a golf. Uh, 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 quality, <laughs> quality hatchback. No, we skated the ramp like a decade ago, which yeah. means they gave you the keys to the entire headquarters when you were there for like a year. Yeah, they do that to everybody. You basically just have to ask and be like, "Hey, I want to come in on the weekends." and work and they're like okay sure your badge has extra clearance and it, <laughs> hey, it allowed I, I us to it allowed us to just go in and skate that ramp of, you know whenever we liked hey i want to i want to bring my my friends over to do uh 50 50 grinds and fly outs <laughs> <laughs> steve's cool i we were just talking though neil you you and uh ted and i all came out of the skate same skate shop yeah. uh freedom board shop in in mesa, mesa which is i think a shop that no one outside of Arizona really knows exists, but it's kind of bore a lot of fruit. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking Levi, mm-hmm. Marty, Levi Brown, Marty Murawski, uh, Will Blady, now the manager there. Adam Arunsky uh, on zero. Adam Arunsky. Yeah, he just put out yeah. a full part, right? He did. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your you you ran, did you run the shop or you just were kind of a shop employee? Just an employee. I mean, I think most of my time there was maybe once or twice a week, and I would kind of cover as needed. But I know I didn't do much. I worked hungover most of the time. And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, nice. There was a fresh drive pillow in the back that um. I can't confirm that I took a nap on more than once. I was going to say, Ted knows all about uh, working hungover, except he, he wasn't drinking alcohol. He's just sleeping through his shift. <laughs> there, was a, there was a period of time where it was like, I mean, this might have only been a six-month period or something, but it was Ryan Vargas and I, and we worked Sundays. And you guys know how, how dead that entire plaza and freedom and its Mormon <laughs> connections was on a Sunday. So it was just <laughs> us basically trading off, taking naps in the back under the desk. <laughs> did that too. <laughs> it was fucked up. Uh, but yeah, there was like literally nobody there until like at least one in the afternoon. Or on um, a Sunday, nobody. On you a Sunday, yeah. Lucky if you got like four people coming in. Yeah, I think the Mormons have switched it up a little bit. I think they go in to buy, to buy their shirts. No, uh, the shop is closed it. on Sunday. Oh, it oh, is really? now. Okay, yeah, all right. Wow. So yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. They finally listened. They're, they've been doing really well though under... Uh, I think they stayed open the entire time throughout COVID and just wow. killed it. Um, at least that's what Will told me. But yeah, I guess quickly, not too quickly, but can you get us up to speed on how you ended up at Vans? I know you you studied industrial design at ASU, right? Yeah. So um, did you know did you know that you wanted to do shoe design? Not really. I mean, obviously skated growing up or growing up, worked in that shop. I worked in Salvation as well. Um, and that that choice for industrial design was kind of like a way for me to stay in skating in some capacity. So coming out of high school, like I didn't take my SATs. I didn't really necessarily know what I wanted to do. So I went to community college for a while, Mesa Community College. And you guys nice. attend. Boom, me, too. me too. Yep. <laughs> Place is great. Great Place school. is great. Nothing but nothing yeah. but great things to say. Um, but anyway, did that for a while and then basically got this like, I need to figure something out. My roommates are you know, on their way to some degrees, they're at ASU. So I thought I would just do like a kind of like a teaching certificate, thinking that like teaching high school art or something, since that's that's something I'd always done in high school, that would be like a safe kind of backup plan for whatever would happen. Um, but I took like graphic design classes and I was kind of interested in that stuff. And then um, through just like hanging out in Tempe, this dude, Chris, I don't even know his last name, he was a little bit older, but he was like a dude we'd see at Casey Moore's with a Palo Verde or something. And I was chatting with him one evening and he was like, oh, I got school in the morning. I have to turn in this project, blah, blah, blah. And he was in the industrial design program. So he was kind of describing to me what you would do. He's like, oh, you know, we do these drawings, we do these renderings, we do these markers, we build these models. And that stuff really interested me. It sounded like a real tangible way to take like an artistic background that I had always sort of like taking drawing and painting classes as every elective I could in school, but actually making something physical that people could use. So I think, I mean, that was like a Friday or a Saturday. And honestly, that next Monday, I think I went into ASU to try to like talk to an advisor and just learn about the industrial design program. And so it's, it sounded really interesting. I had like a spring semester to finish out, but I basically just at that point tried to apply to ASU to get in in the fall that worked. And then I went through, I had to go through like a four year program at ASU in industrial design, mostly because like the studio stuff is structured to where like you take a spring class and it leads into a fall class. And then the last two years mm -hmm. are kind of like year long studios. Um, but it was great. 
I mean, the fact that I took classes at MCC beforehand meant like my last two years, I really only had a studio class. So I was sort of just like not as busy as um, the rest of my classmates. But through all that, I was working at the skate shop, um, just kind of drawing. And, you know, at that point I got uh, a little, I don't know, a little, a little more involved in like the buying side of things and sort of like what you would assort in the shop. And we'd go to the ASR trade show to the point where I'd have to. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's maybe where I met you. <laughs> I was going to an ASR trade show when I was like 14 or something. No, I would have met you before that. I remember. Yeah, probably at the shop. But I think like hanging out yeah, I remember, with my adult friends, taking, eating candy while they're drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I think I actually have some photos of back then somewhere. <laughs> but didn't it was like Mark Carroll took you out there and he had to like talk to your parents to Probably, go out there yeah. or something but I, I, dave smith too maybe but dave smith definitely had, had done that with my parents a couple times awesome. but yeah so i i had done that and so i i knew sales reps just been doing that and i remember when i was in in that industrial design program basically between my my sophomore and junior year i didn't um i knew i wasn't gonna have any money to do anything in the summer and i was trying to get out of arizona but also just trying to get some experience so i made this little portfolio it's like a six page portfolio of like the things I had done like that previous semester at ASU. And it was like very simple drawings and nothing, nothing that exciting at all. Like you wouldn't see this. You drew like, like side wow. profiles of like uh, the S Costins and no, stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't even footwear. It was like, I had to do like a, a bathroom faucet project and draw like a toothbrush or something. It was, it was really, really like mundane. And they're like, yeah, we should do sure. a Colgate collab. <laughs> no, these are just kind of like standard projects they have kids do in school. Yeah. But that's all I had yeah. up to that point. And I thought like, oh, I'll just, you know, show them my schoolwork. It'll show them like how I can draw and render or whatever. Wait, so who were you showing this work to? So I just, I had just collected this in a little like six page portfolio. And I was like, I'm going to get the sales reps that I know at these shoe brands to introduce me to. I just assumed that like the entire staff of the company would be at ASR because, you know, it's just, it's just so. And you're like, you're like, here's a charcoal drawing of a toothbrush. Yeah, basically. And like, great kid. Basically, basically. <laughs> but so I remember, I remember talking to someone at Soltech. That dude pretty much blew me off. I talked to a dude at um, Nike on, SB, but it was, I don't remember who it was. Um, I talked to a dude at Nike SB who was, he was, I think he might have been the guy that ran the program as like design one at the time, but it was at like a party. Like they would always have Didn't parties. Didn't that guy die? Uh, I don't know. No, no, not that guy. That guy was like the business guy, Sandy Bodecker. Sandy, Sandy Bodecker. Yeah, this, yeah. this dude would have been the person who would have been like, um, I don't know, the, the head of design yeah. uh, or something. But I talked to him at a party. So he was intoxicated and didn't give a shit and want to talk to me very much. But I talked to this dude at, um, at Vans who Todd Stanley, who was the, I met him because he was the Stussy rep and then he got a job at Vans. He introduced me to him. I got stuff from Todd Stanley back in the day. Yeah. So, so yeah, actually this is a little bit of an aside, but Todd Stanley, the dude that he reported to was this guy named Jeff Moore who was working at Stussy. Did you ever meet that dude? I don't think so. so. He was, Not he sure. was kind of a sales that director. That guy owns Supreme. <laughs> he he was kind of the sales director um at Stussy and you know Todd was like a regional rep but Vans up until that point didn't have like a strong um national rep force and they brought in Todd in like or I'm sorry they brought in Jeff 
in like, I don't know when this was before I got there, 2005, 2006 or something. And um, basically to establish like a proper rep force that any other shoe brand would have had. I mean, when I, when I worked at Freedom and we would try to order shoes, there was one sales rep. And I think his territory was like Arizona and New Mexico and then everything up to Canada. And so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where he lived, but we never saw him. Poor guy. Yeah. And they just, they just didn't have that kind of like structure established. So that's what kind of Jeff did. But I had a decent relationship with him because of, he was like selling Stussy to David Salvation. Uh-huh. Anyway, so because of Todd, he introduced me to this dude, Ryan, who actually still works at Vans. And I kind of got the impression that he was blowing me off as well, but he took this shitty portfolio of mine. It was like, oh, my boss Grant is going to be here tomorrow. Give me your phone number. Um, I'll, I'll have him give you a shout, uh, you know, when he's here. So he actually, but he actually did call me and I met up with him at the trade show group and we just chatted for a little while, but I had this experience. You're like, I made that fucking toothbrush, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was kind of nervous about all that stuff because I didn't really know at least design yeah. portfolio wise, like what they wanted, but, um, I was already kind of beginning that final semester of my sophomore year and I knew we had a footwear project. So that kind of intrigued him and he was like, Oh yeah, let's keep in touch. You know, as through the semester or whatever. And then, um, you know, I had this experience in the shop. I was coming to trade shows to buy things for the shop. So I had this like understanding of sales. I was helping out these sales reps and talk about Jeff. I worked for Tanner Erion for a little while. who was like the DC, DC rep in Arizona. Um, so that kind of intrigued those guys. Like, oh, he has the understanding of the sales side. He's not just like a design kid. Um, and so we kept in contact over the course of, of the semester. And then they ended up hiring me as an intern that summer, which is summer of 2006. And um, I think it was a couple things. So they didn't necessarily have an, an internship program built. So I was kind of, a, I don't know if I was the first, but I was a little bit of a one-off. Like we now have a more... Um, structured intern program that's like a revolving door every three months but I think someone also quit so I, I happened to kind of get lucky in that there was an open desk and an empty chair that I could sit in for the summer while they were <laughs> while they were trying to fill that spot um, so I came out summer of 2006 I ended up like sleeping on Mike Stanfield's living room floor for three months film bot. Bot. yeah film bot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was, you know, he was cool enough to let me sleep in his living room. And at that point, he was still filming a lot. So he wasn't there half the time. Jason anyway. Wakazawa was like walking through the living room and <laughs> he never came over. But Derek, Derek Fukuhara <laughs> was like, yo, I'm going to film a Nolly Hill crook. <laughs> um, so I stayed there. Skates and, vans. Or no, he skates Adidas. Never no, mind. He, yeah, he gets Adidas. I worked there for the summer and I, I you know, I kind of didn't really have much of a structure, but I was like, hey, well, you know, what can I help out with? What can I do? Um, and I ended up doing like it, it ha- that summer happened to fall within like the design season where you can, we went through these design reviews and I got to kind of sketch on a new footwear brief and an outsole and end up like getting uh, an outsole and an upper making its way into the line. Like I, I did kind of the initial stuff, but I didn't do any of the revisions that come after because I kind of help, help me help me real quick kind of uh, paint the, the era of shoes, skate shoes in 2006. And where Vans was at because so classics, yeah, the TNT too. That <laughs> I remember grow, growing up, Vans was kind of whack. Oh yeah, and definitely. They were. It seemed like when when Rally Fifty, the Staples Center hubba, that was kind of the the renaissance of uh, or the resurgence of Vans. So that even gets like that gets romanticized a little bit 
but that was yeah maybe some histrionics not for me as a consumer though because it was whack to me and then rally came out with that red volk shoe and i was like oh i guess i'll have a hundred pairs of these over the next five years i only (laughs) skated that shoe well yeah i'm not not disputing that i'm more just thinking about like that entire era like that that shoe did kind of come out when it did and it was such a departure from what other brands are doing i think that alone was interesting and he was just doing rad stuff um, yeah. But after that, there wasn't like a whole lot of hits in between, yeah. like, I'd say, I don't know, then and when maybe like the Chuckalo came out, which was like the next big kind of. I thing. had the Keegan Souter colorway of the Chuckalo. Those were sick. He wanted to do like a rainbow flag on a, on a quarter at one point. Like this one, I've been mean, like 2008 or 2009, and they shut, yeah. it, they shut it down. I was like, that would have been great. <laughs> Like he was, you know, he was trying to be funny and kind of push buttons. It was like, I get to do a colorway. That's what I want to do. Yeah. They were doing the, the half cab syndicates. I remember skating in those too yeah, that, around that. that was, yeah, that, that syndicate period. line was like proto pro. Yeah. I filmed a lot in those, in the, the, whatever the pro version of the half cabs. Well, there was the pro and then there was the syndicate, right? There were two separate lines. So yeah, there was like a skate category and syndicate was kind of like a subcategory of that, but it was an emphasis on like those heritage things and the kind of the first thing that they did were those half cabs. They did half cabs, I think, um, authentics and maybe like a mid school and this low top version of the mountain edition, which was like an old shoe that looks like the Steve Cavallero, but with a strap on the toe, if you guys yeah. call that at all. But the big innovation was that drop in insole. So they had like a, a PU insole that they put into their standard bulk. And that, that was like, comfortable, durable. It wouldn't pack out. It was great. Cause I felt the same way. The shape of the shoe was really good. Like those, I remember those syndicate shoes coming out in 2005 um, and really wanting to get a pair and they were kind of like hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. But they were, they were so awesome. And that's, that's like, that's kind of the start of where kind of where we, we mostly build like the pro stuff off today. Like that kind of drop in soft liner. Yeah. You're telling me that's the, the Dr. T wasn't the start of uh, high performance <laughs> uh, functionality. I mean, I think that thing had an airbag in it and it was like a molded <laughs> midsole. So there was it was like tax. It was like taxi colored, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was just part of the interview that we did with Neil. You can hear the rest of the hour on our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash VentCity, and you'll have access to that show and all the other extras we do outside of the regular feed. Intro music by Roar, credits music by Alana Bryan, logo and graphic design by Michael Warfel.